then then I'll have you in the picture. You can hear me? Okay, I'll, I'm good then. <laughs> oh, we have had all kinds of technical difficulties here getting this microphone turned on. Oh, glad to see everybody smiling, happy face tonight. We finally got some rain, so that's something to smile about. We could sure use a lot more, though. Watching the weather this morning, they said we needed about 12 more inches to get out of the drought we were in. So maybe, maybe we'll get some more. <laughs> well, who's ready to worship the Lord tonight? Well, everybody, if you'd just stand, <laughs> we'll get this thing going. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to be here tonight. I just worship you and I praise you Lord thank you for your sweet sweet presence in this place thank you Lord
What a day. What a day that will be. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that day. I'm ready for that day. That's something to shout about. That's something to praise the Lord about. Hallelujah. That day is going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. Whew. Man, like that song. Good job. Oh, Y'all can be seated. I didn't mention earlier, but uh, Prime Timers is Saturday, right? Meet here at 12.30. Van leaves at 12.30. If you're here at 12.30, they'll be down the road. So that or meet, meet them there at 1. And there's a, is there still a sign-up sheet out there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let faith know if you want to ride the van. Oh. <laughs> There's nothing, uh, nothing else I'm aware of announcement-wise, unless somebody else out there has something I'm not thinking of. Sunday night cookout. That's two weeks away, right? Not this. Sun yeah, a week from Sunday. So, yeah. Yep. Bring your bring your lawn chair. Or we got plenty of room under the pavilion out there. I'm sure we'll have plenty of good food to eat. Uh, not for sure. There's probably sign-up sheets for desserts and stuff as well. So any uh, ice cream would be appreciated by me. <laughs> oh yeah, hint, hint, hint. Pastor Pastor Gary always had to mention banana pudding, so. I'm a I'm a I'm a homemade ice cream fan. It's, I love banana pudding too, so <laughs> you can bring some of that as well. <laughs> Does anybody have anything that we can uh, pray with you about tonight? Okay. Ron's health. Anybody else? Anything going on? Any praise reports? Surely you got something you can praise the Lord about. And a prayer request to go with it. Uh, my uncle has been battling uh, a staph infection. In fact, two of them. And one of them was attacking his back. Well, this early Monday, the VA sent him over to OU Medical Center, and they had got most of the staph killed out with antibiotics, that was not all of it. So they went in and did surgery on his back to just to clean what they could off mm -hmm. and see how much damage had been done. Uh, he made it through the surgery fine. Yeah. Uh, didn't seem to have any problems. They had him back in his room sometime. I don't know what time they did surgery, but he was back in his room about eight o'clock or so Monday night. But uh, they don't know, I don't know if they know yet or uh, how, to what extent. If any damage has been done, to what extent it has. His, his VA doctor had told him that he might not ever ride a motorcycle again and he might not even be able to walk again. So wow. it's kind of an iffy thing, depending on what those done. So we're just asking you to pray for him and okay. thank the Lord that he made through surgery fine. Yeah. I think they were kind of, you know, thinking uh, he may or may not, you know. So, but he did, and so but just pray for him. Pray for him for James. That he'll get, everything will go well. He'll get a good report from the doctor. It may not be exactly what he wants, but hopefully, it won't put him down completely where he can't get up and around. So uh, 
I, I know him well enough that would not sit well with him at all. Okay. All right. Well, if there's nobody else, we'll take these. Yes. Gonzalez family. A funeral service tomorrow, you said? Okay. David passed away? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. You said 10 o'clock in the morning? Okay. 10 o'clock is Brother Crawley? Did you say Crawley? Yes. Crawley? Yeah. Brother Crawley's at 10 o'clock? Gonzalez is at 2 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. They're both at the same funeral home at Craddock. At Craddock? Yeah. Okay. All right. So for sure, be remembering and praying for in support of the Gonzalez family. All right. Yes, back there, Clint. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Glad to see he's up and moving around, braces off. That's good. Good to hear. All right, well, let's, uh, let's take these needs here to the Lord and just dive in tonight. Father God, I thank you for this wonderful evening you've given us. And Father, you know each and every one of these needs better than any of us do and exactly what needs to be done in each situation. Father, I just ask you to intervene in Ron's health. Just uh, uplift his body and his spirit, Lord. For Alan's uncle, Lord, that you would just touch that staph infection. Lord, I know uh, staph is not a light thing, but your name is above every name, Lord. And I thank you that you have the power and authority to, to clean that stuff up. And Father, just to comfort and be with the Gonzalez family and just help us as we encourage them as they have are going through a hard time of losing a loved one, Lord. And I just thank you for the remainder of this service and that you would give me the, the words to speak, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just have his way. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about fear. I'm sure you all have all heard that popular song, Fear is a Liar. I heard uh, I heard him sing that song one time in Shawnee. We went to went to watch. Thank you. I was about to ask you for that. <laughs> uh, we went to watch uh, another band there, but he opened for him and he sang that song. It was one of the first times I had heard it, and it was a really really good song. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start by. Going to the Word, let's look at Isaiah 41, 10, and 13. 
Maybe. Hey, can you click through that back there? This isn't one to work. <laughs> Nothing's wanted to work tonight. We've been fighting that computer since we got here. Whoo, man, I'm not going to be able to read that. Goodness gracious. <laughs> you just clicked on it. I can read I can read I can read it better up here. Let's do that. Oh, so fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. For those who strive with, strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and find them not. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Whew, man. <laughs> that right there might just be enough. It should be. He's always enough, isn't he? We should never be worried or wanting or lacking for anything, because... He's going to provide for us. The word there says that he'll strengthen us. It says that he'll uphold us. That's an awesome thought. He'll make our enemy disappear. Wouldn't that be awesome if you just walked into battle and all of a sudden, poof, the problem wasn't there anymore? The word there says that even those that are angry or strive against you would be ashamed and disgraced. Those people that contend with you they're going to be put to shame. They're going to be disgraced from whatever position they were grappling at you from. <laughs> Those who fight against you will perish. That, that means the devil too. He comes to fight against us, to war against us. The devil is already defeated. Amen. Those who... Lost my spot there. All right. There's nothing in comparison to him. The word also says there in, uh, where was it at? In 12, verse 12 there, it says, You will seek them and you won't find them. So a problem that you did have, later you're going to go looking for that problem and it's not going to be there because he already removed it. We got to ask him for that though. Those problems that come up, we got to seek him. We got to ask for it and he'll do that last part. He'll help us. Fear not because he's going to help us. So I have a few things that I'd like to talk with you tonight about the fact that fear is a lie. It is not the truth in any way, shape, or form. And I think that uh, through several passages in the Bible, we see that there's a, there's a way of escape. There is always some way out of whatever fearful situation you might find yourself in. So something we first need to know about fear, just like many things the devil attacks us with. Go forward. Fear is common to man. It's a common thing. Brother Ron, I'm sure you've uh, dealt with fear just like I have in my life. Things creep up. 
they uh, put you in a situation where you're not real sure about things. So let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13 here. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond that that you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you'll be able to bear it. So I think it's important we need to realize that fear, fear is a temptation to not trust God. It's a situation we find ourselves in where we think, well, God probably can't get me out of this. And we start to doubt his power. We start to doubt his authority. We start to think, well, maybe that staph infection is just meant to be and maybe I can't get out of that. No, 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 no. God's going to lead you through. He's going to get you out. He's not going to put you in a situation that he hasn't already provided the way out. God's not going to allow you to end up in a situation that's too difficult for him to get you out of. A lot of times we try to fix it ourselves. We try to get out of it ourselves. We think, well... I have this degree or I have that degree. I can, I can figure this out. You know, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time going to school to be psychiatrists or this or that, and they think they can solve all the world's problems. Nope. Nope. Nobody can solve all the world's problems except God. And it's not you that's going to get out of that situation. It's Him that's going to provide a way for you out of that situation. So instead of seeking the solution, we need to seek Him to provide the solution. And it's important, it's important to note we need to ask Him for it. The Word also says we have not because we ask not. That's in James. We need to be asking Him for the solution. A lot of times... We get into a situation, think, oh, this is easy. I can get through this. Nope. <laughs> That's a trick. <laughs> that is one of the most common tricks the devil will use is think, oh, this isn't that big a deal. I don't have to bother God with that. Even if it's a tiny scrape from a paper cut, the God, wa God wants to help you in each and every situation that you're in. And he wants you to turn over each and every one of those situations to him so that he can provide that way out. Because yes. you're not going to get out without him. Amen. So as we go on through the rest of the night, I want to talk about uh, three different guys from the Bible and a little bit about myself, about some struggles that some guys had with fear. First, I want to talk about Moses. Moses was asked uh, by God in the form of a burning bush to go and free the Israelite people. He said, God, I can't do that. I can't talk. He said, I don't have the words. How many of us know that the Holy Spirit gives us the words? The Holy Spirit quickens us. The Word says that He'll bring to remembrance those things that we need to speak, that we need to say. That also implies that we need to study so that we have something to recall. But Moses, Moses was afraid because he had, a, he had a stutter. He had a speech issue of some kind that he said, God, I can't go do that. 
I'm not the right person for this job. How many of you ever said that? <laughs> I can't do that, God. You sure you don't want somebody else to go do that? You sure you don't want somebody else to stand up here and give this message? <laughs> well, God had other ideas. Next guy I want to talk about is Gideon. He was afraid as well. You know, Gideon was the least guy from the least family in the least tribe of all of Israel. He was a nobody, a nothing. Nobody was going to listen to him. Nobody was going to have him come up with some battle strategy to get them out of the situation they were in. But God did. God knew exactly what he was doing. And even in a situation that seemed completely and totally insurmountable, God provided a way. Next is Peter. I'm reminded of the time when he was walking on the water. He was walking out to Jesus. But then those waves came and that fear sunk in. He started to sink. Jesus was there with him the whole time, though. You know, in my own life, when I was in high school, I was afraid that I would never find anybody that I would get married to. I was afraid I would never find that special someone, you know. I thought, well, I wasn't good enough. I didn't look the best or sound the best or have all the money in the world, but God had a better plan. God knew. I'm going to start crying talking about that part. We'll get, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> so I think it's important when we find ourselves in a fearful situation because they're common. They come up. It's an everyday thing. We need to realize the next thing we need to do when we're afraid, we need to trust in Jesus. Yes. Psalms 53 or 56 and 3. This is real, real simple. If we could remember this, how much simpler it would be. Psalms 56 and 3 says, Whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. Whenever I'm afraid, Lord, you have the way out. You have the solution. You're where I put my trust because you're where my help comes from. How simple is that? Just to have childlike faith. Just believe in him. He'll provide. Since fear is common, it's okay to feel afraid sometimes. It's okay to get that sense of a problem, to get that sense of, I need a way out of this situation. But what's important is how we react to that situation. We can cower and we can say, I can't do anything to get out of this. I'm just going to be stuck here. And being stuck there is not a fun place to be. Not at all. So what did these guys in the Bible do? Moses sought God for direction. He said, Lord, I, I want to help you, but I can't talk. I'll go, but you have to help me out. God had a way. God had a plan. He had something lined out that would work. 
for Gideon. Gideon asked for a sign from God. He said, God, I can't believe that you would do this through me. I can't believe you'd use little old me from Lone Grove. <laughs> so he, uh, he put out the fleece. And I've heard a lot of teaching and preaching on that, but that's a whole different topic. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to see something from God. Sometimes it's good to have that reassurance, that confirmation that what you're doing is the right thing. So I would encourage you that when you need something, ask Him for it. He'll show you. He'll show you the way. For Peter, as he was walking across the water there, he was just arm's distance from Jesus because we know in a minute that He pulls him up. But as he was standing there, he cried out. He said, Lord, help me. Sometimes we need to have that moment. We need to say, Lord, help me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In my own life, back back to praying for my wife, which is what I learned to do. Because for the longest time I thought, well... I'll try to figure this out myself. Uh, That girl over there looks nice, or that girl goes to church. I'll try this out or see how this goes. Couldn't figure it out myself. So what the Lord showed me was, and I know most all of y'all are older and married, so you don't have uh, this problem to worry about. But here a few months ago, we were out camping And there were some guys there that were younger than me, weren't married, and I gave them the same advice that I'm about to tell you, is as as you're looking for that spouse, you need to be praying, Lord, prepare me for them, and Lord, prepare them for me. That covers it right there. (laughs) So I asked those boys, I said, well, when you're trying to find a girl, what do you do? They said, well, I'll talk nice to her or I'll try to do something to get her attention or whatever. I said, no, 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 you're going about it the wrong way. I said, what do you do when you are sick? What do you do when you need a healing? What do you do when you need God to intervene in a situation? You go ask him, you go pray to him. So searching for a spouse is no different. Say, Lord you got to provide. Lord, you got to do it. And he does it. (laughs) And that's my next point, my last point. Jesus will help you. He will do it each and every single time. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Yes. You might think, well, what does that have to do with anything we're talking about? Any fear you have, cast it on him. Any problem you have, cast it on him. Any situation that you need a way of escape, cast it on him. Dump your fearful feelings and thoughts on God through prayer. And he will happily take your burdens. He, he desires to take that from you. It's not yours to bear. It is not yours to bear. 
And I'll tell you that, as the Word says, He's not slack concerning His promises. And He promises to protect us. And He told us that He didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us peace, love, and a sound mind. So whenever fear comes against you, remember that and ask Him for the way out of the situation. For, for Moses, He provided Aaron as his mouthpiece. And something a lot of people don't realize that I just find really awesome, if you dig further into that story, the first few uh, plagues that, that happened, Moses would talk to Aaron, and then Aaron would go and talk to the Pharaoh. About halfway, middle of the way through, he didn't talk to Aaron anymore. He grew in his faith, and he went to Pharaoh himself. He talked to Pharaoh himself. He got over his fear of stuttering because he saw the power of God that was intervening in the situation. So as we grow in our faith, <laughs> some of those fears are just going to start falling off. <laughs> For Gideon, God provided victory with only 300 men. You know, they started with 32,000 and God said, eh, I can do it with less than that. So they whittled it down a little. He said, ah, we can do it with less than that. Because it's not the amount of people that was there. It's the God that we serve. He's the one that provides the victory. For Peter, his was pretty simple. Jesus just stretched out his hand to save him. Just like at the end of Isaiah 13 there. says that he'll stretch out his hand. He'll grab us by the hand. I'm so thankful for a God that cares enough for me. That cares enough about what I'm going through. And in my own life, I'm so, so blessed with the fulfillment of His promise for me. With my wife that's back there. And... Something that I was afraid would never happen. God provided the way. <laughs> and he did it better than I could have ever asked for. <laughs> oh, You know, the last couple of days I was kind of mulling over this and thinking, man, what was something I was afraid of? And... A few minutes before service, it just hit me. said, that's what it is. That's what it was. That's what I need to share tonight. So I was thankful that the Holy Spirit provided that because, I don't know, an hour ago, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to say to you guys. <laughs> I knew that I had to come up with something that I was afraid of because all in all, I've been, I've been blessed. I've been protected. I've been taken care of. But I really believe it's because when I have a problem, I go to Him. And when we, each and every one of us, have a problem, we need to go to Him. So why would we fear? Why would we be worried about anything when the one that created the universe can step in and say, nope, that problem has to go away. Nope, that issue has to cease. <laughs> He is faithful and just to forgive 
And when we're afraid, we need to lean on Him. We need to ask for help. How many of us need help sometimes? I need a lot of help. My wife will tell you I do. <laughs> and He's going to do it every time. Every single time He's going to provide the way. So I want to challenge you a little bit here. The Word says that to, to know good and not do it is to sin. As I mentioned in the first point there, that fear is the temptation to not trust God. So being afraid of something could be seen as sinning. It could be seen that way. So why, why would we be afraid? Why would we doubt Him? He's, he's going to do it. It's not relying on us. So is there, is there anything that you need to give God tonight? Is there anything you've been afraid of or burdened with? And it doesn't just have to be fear. Maybe there's something going on, a situation.